Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smuin, your host. And I'm Angie, your co-host. We are excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 36. Today we're starting a new series and we want to invite you to study the book of Colossians with us. Now, there's a couple of things that's going to make this study a little bit different. It's going to make it stand out a little bit, maybe from uh, normal Bible studies or Bible studies you've done in the past. And so I'm going to go through these with you. The first thing that's going to make it a little bit different is that this is going to be a question-based Bible study. So each week, what we're going to do is we're going to give you the passage that we're going to study in advance with questions. And then after we do that, we're going to discuss the current passage that we're on and answer the questions and just kind of banter back and forth insight that we have, share with you some of what our thoughts are. And we would like to invite you to participate by either putting your comments on uh, the YouTube comment thing or to email us if you're listening by podcast or you don't want to put it on the YouTube. So that's fine. Um, But we want to invite you to participate with us. Second is we will be highlighting some of the theological issues that come up in passages, and we'll share our views periodically. But the thing that we really want is for you to gain insight about what the Word of God says in a particular passage. Because we believe that as you study the passage and you start to understand you know, who's it written to, what's it saying, all that kind of stuff, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you about what it means and how we can employ it in our daily lives. And that is a real key. We want to listen and hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to us as we look at the Scripture and dig into these questions. So we're going to focus on applying biblical truth to our everyday life. Let's live the biblical truth. Yeah, because what good is it to know it if we don't live it? Today, we're going to do an introduction to the book of Colossians. But before we do, we want to give you the passage for next week and share with you the questions so that you can read this and study it in advance and be prepared for next week's study because that's the pattern we want to set. Give you the passage, give you the questions, give you time to look at it, study it, And then we can have some discussion, even though we're on video and you're going to communicate with us by message or chat or email or something like that. So what's next week's passage? Next week's passage is Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. That's not very much. Nope. Short little section here because we're, we're taking it in sections. So the first question is, what is the hope spoken about in verse 5? And how can this hope change our daily lives? The second question is this. What's the gospel and what does it do? And that's taken out of verses 5 and 6, just to give you a little heads up. And the third question is, what is a bondservant? And is there evidence that you are a bondservant? And that's from verse 8. The authorship for the book of Colossians is really easy to figure out because Paul identifies himself 
as the author and tells us that Timothy is with him. Listen to Colossians 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. And verse 2 clearly identifies who the recipients are of this letter. So go ahead and read that for us, Ange. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Now, while we know that Paul was writing this letter to Colossae, what we also know is that he desired this letter to be shared with the other churches and what that means is that not only was it for Colossae, but it was for the other churches as well, which gives us a very strong proof that he intended for us to learn from this as well, because we are the saints, right? And so this applies directly to us. Listen to what Paul said in chapter 4, verse 16. When this letter is read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans. And you, for your part, read my letter that is coming from Laodicea. So one of the crazy teachings that I've heard people talk about in the past is that the letters to the churches were only for that church and not for us today or not for anyone else. And I think that this passage really refutes that and shows us that Paul intended for all believers to learn from the things that he was sharing with the church at Colossae. And uh, I think that this is a really amazing passage. And the way he opens this letter is really cool because it takes away a lot of the controversies. He identifies who he is as the author. He identifies clearly who he's writing to. And he instructs them to share this with the other churches. And uh, I only wish that some of the other books, like Hebrews, made it so clear who the author is. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. Okay, let's consider some of the reasons that Paul wrote this letter. First thing I want us to recognize is that Colossae was a city in Asia Minor, and it was actually not too far away from Ephesians and Laodicea. So we can see that the churches there included, in fact, check this out, the churches there included all of the churches in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, the seven churches that are mentioned there are all in the same region as Colossae, and this is known as Asia Minor. And so we can see that there is a lot of negative, ungodly influences on this region, and Colossae was not immune to these. Asia Minor was a busy place. It was a busy place. There was a lot of stuff happening there, and this was like one of the cultural centers of the entire region. So Colossae is an important city, and you can read a lot about it. It's a fascinating city. So there was some false teaching, some heresy that had worked its way into the church at Colossae, just like some of the other churches. Now, Paul doesn't give us a, you know, a list of you got this wrong and there's this heresy. He doesn't list it out like that. But what he does is he gives positive teaching. He teaches the truth and those truths counter the errors that were present in the church. And so as we look at this, we're going to see some really interesting things come up. We're going to see that they had some problems with worshiping angels and 
elevating spiritual beings. We don't see that too much today, do we? I think there's a lot we can learn from focusing on the truth instead of focusing on the bad. You know, that is true. So we will see the correction of that. He talks about that a little bit. He also talks about um, quite a bit about different festivals, different religious things, because some of the people, the Judaizers, had come in and were kind of trying to bring people back under bondage to the law. So he addresses some of that stuff. But one of the really big things that Paul addresses in the book of Colossians is Gnosticism. And wow, Gnosticism, when that weaves its way in, it's a mess. So Gnosticism, you say that word like it's a big deal and we're all supposed to know what that is. You don't know what that is? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard you talk about it before, but I can't recall. So maybe you could help us out. What is Gnosticism? Okay, Gnosticism, this is very interesting. The Gnostics, they basically separated physical matter from thought or intellect. And so they taught that everything of the physical realm was evil or bad, and our thoughts or our wisdom or knowledge was really good. So gnosis is the root word for knowledge, and that's why they're called the Gnostics. So there is some interesting things there. And, um, you know, in the early church, this was a really big problem uh, for a long time. And some believe it's kind of died down. I don't think so. I think it's, it's tweaked a little bit. But I think Gnosticism is very relevant to our churches today and what we see culturally. So is Gnosticism where we got the idea that these monks and priests are going to sit on a on a on the top of a mountain and debase themselves and live without any comforts and yeah. sleep on rocks? Yeah, they they really had a split and there was kind of two branches of Gnosticism. One of them said that everything physical was evil. Therefore, what we need to do is debase ourselves. We need to rid ourselves of everything physical, every desire, every physical pleasure. It's all bad from sex to eating. It's all bad. Wow. So you see the extreme on that side. The other branch of Gnosticism really, and this is maybe what we deal with more today, promoted that everything in the physical really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's bad, but it doesn't matter because what really matters is our knowledge, our wisdom. And so they indulged in everything physical. Oh. So it's two different extremes. And I think one of the things we're struggling with in our culture today is an overindulgence in whatever makes me feel good. Yes, we definitely are seeing that. So we'll see that come up in uh, different passages. We'll dig into it a little more as the, the passage comes up. And we'll talk about it and how it applies to our lives because we definitely don't want to neglect basic things like eating and sleep and proper things, but we also don't want to indulge in the physical things. So, so it's about finding balance. Yeah, and Paul gives a lot of correction to that. One thing I'd like us to focus on as we start this study in Colossians is our ability to be corrected. That's mm. hard, isn't it? That is hard. But Paul wrote to the church of Colossae to correct them. And I think that we got to recognize that we don't have it all figured out. And this is a challenge for churches, for ministries, as well as for us as individuals in the year 2023, 
And we many times think that we have all the things figured out and we're not willing to receive correction and instruction. So as we start this study, I really want to challenge us to think about our ability to receive correction, to receive instruction, and to learn and to grow. So I have a couple of questions for you here as we get started. The first one is this, are you teachable? Oh, that can be a hard one. It can be a hard one. What do you think? Are you teachable? Well, I, I like to think I am. <laughs> And then sometimes I'm not. And that's really, I think that's a, a struggle that we all have to deal with. It is. All of us deal with this challenge about, am I teachable? And um, what, what I find is that, you know, it kind of goes back and forth. Some days I am more yeah. so than not. But we want to lean to the direction of being teachable as much as possible. And that really does take a lot of self-awareness. It is really difficult to do. But here's something I've learned for me. I won't say this about you. I'll say this about me. <laughs> I've learned that when I'm defensive, it's an indication that I'm not teachable. Yeah. Now, that's not always the case, but if you find that you're defensive, that's when you should stop and say, wait a minute, am I not teachable? Is someone offering me yeah. wisdom and I'm not able to receive it right now? One of the things that makes me think about is Peter. He walked with Jesus. I mean, you don't get much closer than that. Yeah. This is the great apostle. Mm. And yet, Jesus rebuked him. <laughs> he did rebuke him. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. I mean, that's yeah. pretty tough. I mean, so if Peter, who actually was that close to Jesus, had to be corrected, and he had to accept it and grow from it, even more so us, that we need to be teachable and correctable. Yeah. So second question kind of follows that up. Who is it in your life that has the ability to correct you, to give you instruction and training and righteousness, as the scripture says? Do you have those people in your life? Now, I'm pretty sure that all of us would say, oh yeah, the Lord, the Lord corrects me. That's true. He does. But many times he uses people around us. He uses leadership. He uses others to bring those words of correction. Are we able to receive that? That reminds me of iron sharpens iron. Yep, iron sharpens iron. We need one another to keep us sharp. So who is it in your life that loves you enough to correct you, that is courageous enough to correct yeah. you, and that you will receive from? Those are important people. Mm -hmm. So third I want us to press into that a little bit and make sure that we're receiving from the right people because there are people out there who will always offer you correction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. There's always a, somebody that's going to tell you the way it is, but that doesn't mean we need to receive from them because we need to make sure that they're godly people that, that we can receive from them, but we need to make sure that what they're saying is scripturally based, that it's lining up with the Word of God, and then we need to ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom about that because we have to filter that and really take those things to God and find out, is this correct correction? So, so we don't want to take correction from just anybody. We want to make sure it's godly correction. No, there was a person driving down the road the other day that tried to give me some <laughs> correction. and <laughs> Maybe I needed it, but I wasn't getting it from them. So... <laughs> 
we do have to be a little careful about who we receive correction from. So let me just be clear here about something. I'm not here, and this 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 series, this podcast, this this video isn't here to correct you or to offer specific correction or rebuke or anything like that. What we want to do is study because we believe that as we study, the Holy Spirit will bring about whatever correction we need, whatever learning we need. We just want to really highlight that we need to be teachable as we enter into this study. So as you enter into this study, ask the Lord to show you what you need to learn. Exactly. Okay, so next week we're going to begin with Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, and these are the questions. Question number 1. What is the hope spoken about in verse 5? And how can this hope change our daily lives? Question number two, what's the gospel and what does it do? Question three, what is a bondservant? And is there evidence that you are a bondservant? Hey, thanks for joining us today. This wasn't really a lengthy or deep episode, but it's a beginning. And we want to invite you to study the book of Colossians with us. We're going to dig into some things that maybe normally don't get talked about, and we just want to really learn what the Scripture says and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. So we look forward to sharing some time with you as we study the book of Colossians.